0: Good morning, sir. Good to see you. I think I saw Sister Magdwell and Bramagdwell as well. You're welcome. God bless you. All right. For the past three Sundays now, we've been teaching and talking about the series of Turning Your Pain to Gain. The first part, we spoke about how we can turn your problems to uh, prosperity and posterity. Then we spoke about Joseph, that turned his pain from uh, unforgiveness, uh, from bitterness, you know, to gain. And also we spoke on the second part, part two, we talked about a man that God visited. He had so many troubles. He went through so many trials. He went through a lot of adversity. And uh, God used him to heal all his friends. And God turned all his adversity into advancement for him. And the Bible records in the book of Job 50, that the later end of Job was better than his beginning. Praise God. So there is always a pain, there is always a gain in every pain that we are going through. Hallelujah. So whatever pain and whatever situation and trials that you are going through now, please pray to God to show you the game in that trouble, in that trials and adversity. This morning, I want to show you a man. Is the greatest man that ever lived on earth. Is the focus while we are living. Is the reason why we are standing. Is the reason why we are alive today and is the reason why we will be and we will continue to stand. Is a man that have no equal. We have not seen his type before. The man has no rival. Is the best. Is simply the best. Is the only son of our begotten father. And by his name, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10, Every knee must bow. Let's take our test from the book of Isaiah 53, verse 3 to 7. I will read. Isaiah 53, verse 3 to 7. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne all our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and uh, afflicted. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Verse 6, all we like a sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse 7, the last verse, he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened out his mouth. The story of the man that turned his shame to glory, that turned all his pain to our salvation. That is the story of the man I want to share with you this morning. Turning your pain to gain, part four. Turning your pain. Today, part four in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 to 7 the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 to 7 the prophecy of a child that will be, that will be born and the Messiah that will be coming to save the people of Israel in Isaiah 9 6 to 7 for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And verse 7 says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, evil forever. And the zeal of the Lord of Most High will perform this. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. That is the prophecy of prophet Isaiah. That there is a, there is a Messiah that is coming. There is the Son of God that is coming. His name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. He will be the Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. And finally, he will bring peace to all nations. The Prince of Peace. Jesus was the foretell Messiah in verse 6. Jesus Christ went about doing good, adding value to lives and humanity. Everywhere that Jesus appears, you'll find him doing good. In Acts ten thirty-eight, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good for a uh, presence of the devil, and for God was with him, So, everywhere you see Jesus is all about goodness. If a blind man touches him, they will receive their sight. There is no one that comes to him with pain that will go back the same. That is his life. He is always doing good. There was a time he was preaching to about 5,000 and above, and it was so late. And he perceived in the spirit and said, if I send these people away, they might faint. What do I do? And because of a compassion, the Bible says he had compassion of them. And the Bible says he fed all the 5,000, not including women and children. That is him, Jesus Christ. He was always doing good. Healing the sick, setting the captives free, deliverance everywhere, shows care, love, even giving people free food and free lunch everywhere, always doing good. Jesus was, app- was the approved and the only acknowledged son of God. In Mark chapter 1 verse 11, the Bible says, And there was a voice as he was coming out of the water after being baptized. He said, Lo, beloved my beloved son in whom I am well So, he is the only beloved son of God. That is how special Jesus is. Jesus was tempted like us in the wilderness by the devil. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 to 8, the Bible says, And the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. He was tempted. And yet, he overcome Satan. That is Jesus Christ. Jesus was the King of kings. But yet, he never contested or requested to be crowned the king. In John chapter 6, verse 15, the book of John, chapter 6, verse 6, it says, When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. He doesn't need to be crowned, he was already the king of kings. So he doesn't need the royalty of the world. So that is Jesus Christ for you. Jesus was hated and disowned and devalued in his own time by his own people. Matthew chapter 13, verse 55 to 57. Matthew 13, 55. The Bible says they asked him when he was doing the miracles. They did not believe him. And look at what they said. Is not this the son of the carpenter, Joseph? We know his father's house. His father is a carpenter. It's not his mother called Mary. That Mary that was virgin, that gave birth. And his brethren, James, Joseph, and Simon, and Judas, they did not believe him. They did not, they did not acknowledge him any honor in his own time. Even when they saw him that he was doing so many miracles, hatred. They did not like him. He taught and led by example as a servant with humility. Mark 10. Mark chapter 10, verse 44 to 45. Mark chapter 10, verse 44 to 45. And he says, And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be what? The servant of all. He says the Son of Man has come to serve and not to minister. He was a servant. He was always serving. There was a time that he called the disciples together and he was washing all their feet. The leader the leader, serving an example of a good leadership. What are the pains of Jesus? What pains did he went through? Jesus was rejected by the people he came to say, Pain number one, forsaken and dissolved in his own time. Rejection. Can you imagine that being born in this particular time and having left for some time to go to another city or another country. And they've heard about your good deeds and they've heard about how God has blessed you and you have impacted life, you have added value to your own time. And now you are coming back to your town. And yet the people that you have helped, the people that you have raised, the schools you have built, the hospitals that you have built, and you appeared in that town and nobody welcomed you. How will you feel as an individual? That was the state of Jesus. He came to his town, having had all the miracles he did, they rejected him. You know what they did? We know him. Who is he? Are we not the same age with the senior brothers? We used to roll tire together. When he was just two years old, he's not dead. he said, No, don't mind him. He was rejected. Rejection. Second pain. Jesus was denied three times by one of his trusted and close associates during his arrest. When he, he needed their support. <laughs> but what did he get? In Matthew 26, verse 69 to 74, 75. You all know the story. Matthew 26, verse 69 to 75. Peter, the assistant pastor, he boasted and told Jesus. He said, "If anybody will forbid, forsake you, you know me. <clears throat> you know my stand. I've been with you for years. You know my spiritual state. If anybody at all will forsake you, not me. Count me out of it." Guess what? They arrested the leader. And about twelve years old girl saw Peter. Peter was the Bible said is too far. You are meant to move close to your leader. You are meant to fight for him. He's too far, and the Lord said, "Oh, you dressed like that man. You look like him." He said, "Me? I have never met that man before. I have never seen him before, and that is Jesus. He has stayed with for years. Three times he denied him." And the Bible said on the third time, but he denied before, and saying, I know not what thou said. The last time, and the Bible said, he wept. He wept bitterly. That's the second pain disloyalty. He was betrayed by another trusted and close associate who sold him to the opposition for a cheap cost. Judas is carried. In Luke chapter 22. When you read from verse forty-seven to fifty-two, betrayal. Judas, very close. Judas is the treasurer. Judas is the one that owes the check. Judas is the one that has the key to the safe of the ministry. He carries all the purse and the money. Of it. that is how God Jesus trusted Judas. You know, for a leader to hand over the budgets, the key the account, the access of uh, the account of his ministry to you as an individual. The leader must have trusted you. But what happened? The same man that Jesus trusted sold Jesus. He sold him away. He betrayed him. Pain number three. Pain number four. Jesus, who committed no offense, was replaced with an armed robber Barabbas He was crucified nailed and battered to the cross and died a shameful death pain number 4 he was disgraced Pontius Pilate asked them I have seen no fault in this man What exactly is his wrong They couldn't say just crucify him All right the law says you either release him or release the arm robber and this is barabbas the arm robber the thief and this is jesus who had not done nothing so who should i release they said release barabbas release barabbas what do i do to jesus crucify him what is the sin of this man we don't care <laughs> finally you know what they said they said let his sins be upon us and our children. Because they could not find a fault in him. The Bible, that is what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. He had no sin, but yet he died for our sins. And yet, he died a shameful death on the cross. Open to everybody to see. He was nailed to the cross. Naked. battered nails on the hands on the leg, a crown of turn on his head, and blood was flowing from his head to his hand to his leg. Very sinful and painful that. How did Jesus turn his pain to gain? On the cross, he was in pain, agony, bleeding from his head to his feet. He bears all our sins, sicknesses, curses, afflictions, shame, reproach on his body. Luke 23, verse 34. Luke 23, verse 34. How did he turn his pain to gain? Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his remnant. Instead of raining crosses. An abuse on his accuser, he said, "Father, forgive them." Even when he was in pain, he asked for forgiveness. Even in all the spirits, Jesus did not cause or speak negatively, but instead, he said, "Father, forgive them. Father, have mercy on them. Father, ignore their sins." i focus focused on my blood and my body. Then finally, he told God, it is finished. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. And he says, I have fought a good fight and I've finished my course. And I've done what? Kept the faith. He finished everything on the cross all your unrighteousness, all your sins, all your shame, all your curses, all your iniquities, all your disappointments, sickness, afflictions, everything that you are going through, Jesus took it to the cross. And in exchange of his pain, he gave us healing and salvation. Turning pain to gain. During your season of pain, please focus on the game. During your season of adversity, please focus on the crime. During your season of bitterness, please focus on the promotion. During your season of battles, please focus on the victory. During your season of failure, focus on the day of a celebration. By the death on the cross, we all receive grace. Grace is what you don't desire. Grace is what you are not qualified for. Grace is not something you pray for, but it's something somebody had worked for. Do you know what grace is? Grace is an unmerited favor. God reaches at Christ's expense. That is what grace is all about. Somebody pay the price. On the cross, we all receive forgiveness, we all receive pardon, we all receive the blessings, the healing, the power, and the final salvation. Without the cross, you and I will not be here today. We are seated today. We have access to the holies of the holies of God. We have privilege to call God our Father. We have the privilege to go before God to forgive us all our sins. Why? Because somebody through is pain pay the price, and now you and I are enjoying the benefit of the pain. Philippians two ten. Philippians two ten. The Bible says, at the mentioning of the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven, on earth, must bow. Romans 10.13 Romans chapter ten, verse thirteen. The Bible says in Romans ten thirteen, for whosoever. Shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved because he paid the price with his pay and now we are receiving the gain. I round up with this story turning pain to gain. We all are familiar with this story I'm about to share. There was this story that was trending in the internet about three weeks ago, or four weeks ago, it was a story of a mother that was trying to discipline his eight years old boy. Naturally, when you watch that video, the mom was trying to discipline the boy. But if you look at through that video, the boy was crying. The boy was weeping. Maybe the mom was holding something. We were not. They didn't show that video, you understand. But the woman was threatening the boy. And the boy was weeping, mommy, calm down. Mommy, please calm down. And he was crying. And the mom was saying, that is how you'll be telling me to calm down anytime I want to beat you. And he went again and sat and said, Mommy, this is how I want you to be calming down. on like this, be calming down. Mommy, calm down. And you know what? The guy was doing it with some gestures. Mommy, this is how I want you to be calming down. Calm down. But then he was crying. He was weeping. He was in pain turning pain to gain. You know what happened? As a result of the pain of that young boy, the parents are now celebrating. You know why? The governor of one of the states in my country saw that video and he picked that slogan and is now using that slogan in the state to tell every citizen of that state Even if you are going through the traffic, please calm down. If you are going through the situation, please calm down. You know what? They invited the parents and that boy to the state house. Are you listening to me? Turning pain to gain. Not only that, the boy I'm telling you today, two companies have signed him to be an ambassador. So, number one, they have a free house four bedroom. And that's about one year endorsement. Turning pay to him. Listen, the young boy was being punished. In his pay, God used that pay for advancement and prosperity. For the parent, stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet.